Merry right. Christmas. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Merry Merry Christmas, happy, Hanukkah, Hanukkah, happy, happy cover all the bases. You know, uh, yeah, it's it's all. Hey, it, it Merry Christmas and welcome to Opinion City. What's uh, up? Yeah, I am one of your hosts, Santa Ralph, the holiday host, and uh, I'm joined by my other holiday host. The one and only Parma Kringle. Mm-hmm. It is Christmas time. Yes, uh, it is the it season. Is, it is upon us. It is here. Who yes. knew how fast this year would go, Ooh, Ralph? It has been gone me? so fast. Honestly, it feels like we did episode yes. one yesterday. It's it's incredible. <laughs> um, here we are. Uh, it's uh, it's it's Christmas Eve where everyone is right now, and yep. uh, I'm I'm telling you, it is just it is unbelievable. 2023 has been a great year crazy um, year especially crazy especially for opinion city uh yep. 2024 is going to be even bigger but here we mm-hmm. are we're one week away from the end of the year it's yep. christmas eve and uh it's an exciting time uh, to be a fan of wrestling mm-hmm. and it's an exciting time to be a fan of christmas especially here on opinion city because sean mm-hmm. we got a very special guest a very for our, special uh, guest christmas episode mm-hmm. so we have everybody who we got today we have the uh I don't know if you want to say self-proclaimed. I'm not sure, but he is the president of pro wrestling himself, ladies and gents. We will bring in to this festive episode Phil Stamper. Hey everybody, what's hey, going on, what's man? Going on? I, I had to change the name. I had to keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Stamper Claus, nice, I love nice. It. Very cool. <laughs> what's going on, man? We love that you came on the show. We're super happy to have you. Merry Crimbus and all those fun things. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of yeah, course, absolutely. of course. Super um, excited to have you. Yeah. So this is you. Uh, you are actually um, you are actually one of our first guests to answer the call. You uh, you were like, hey <laughs> man, let's do this, and let's we were super it. excited. We're to, here uh, to get you here. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Here we are. It is uh, that time of year. It yes. is Christmas. And mm-hmm. uh, of course, we are all celebrating together here. And so right. our our gift to the fans is our wonderful guest, the president of pro wrestling, Phil Stamper. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, Phil, why don't you give our fans a little Christmas present? Ooh. And why don't you we like to we like to call it the dust jacket bio. Yes. Uh, and, you know, it. it some some people get that reference right away. Some people don't. But uh, if if I was reading a book about Phil Stamper, why don't you tell everybody who Stamper Claus is? There you go. Uh, so I've been involved in the world of wrestling since the last millennium. Uh, I long time. I, I've done basically every hat there is to wear in the world of of pro wrestling. Um, okay, that's been in ring, behind the scenes, been on commentary, been an authority figure. I'm currently the authority figure. I think at four different promotions oh um, wow and so That's a lot uh currently <laughs> i work regularly with wrestling revolver um mcw pro wrestling with uh, uh high tension wrestling with honorary wrestling federation um and iwa east coast and, nice. and real shoot wrestling those are probably like my, my mainstay ones right now and those it's are and those busy. are some Im- those are some impressive names for yeah. you know uh wrestling companies um you know obviously we know how big wrestling is here on the east coast but of uh, course yeah those are those are some really big names to be yeah, out there working some huge with. names so that's pretty impressive and and 
it's so weird because in my brain, I I am very humbled by that. Like I'm very, right. <laughs> I'm very mindful of the fact that like at Revolver, I'm one of like three people that don't have a television contract. And so oh, wow. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm very happy to be here, guys. Thank you for having me. Uh, um, and it, it's it's so weird the pockets of of wrestling and where all the intersections are and right and and so you know MCW is typically bringing in. Uh, not only do we have a core roster of our own, but we're also then bringing in talent. And then I think I confused poor, poor like Speedball Mike Bailey because he came to an no. MCW event, and then he sees me at Revolver, and there was another event we had done together. And he's like, "Phil, where do you live? <laughs> they don't understand. I'm like, why are you asking me this? Question? I'm just You're everywhere, awesome. right? As as the president of wrestling, I have to be everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of the president, uh, did you give yourself that moniker, or how did that moniker kind of come to life? It. It was like a merging of things sort of happened all at once. Um, uh, it was so funny. I was in this this weird transition. Um, I had been dealing with uh, significant nerve pain um, oh. in my my from my neck down to my fingertips for a long time, mm-hmm. and I had I had changed up the look of my gimmick, and I was like, I need something different. I need a better explanation of who I am, and kind of at the same time, somebody else uh, was telling I. I I was on an event and he was talking to his students and I was hearing it and I was, and he was saying, um, I believe it was Jake Christ. Like you all need to be something that is not only just believable, but that's something you believe in yourself. Like, right. What is it that mm. you're doing and what is the look and like, how is it all kind of merging together? And I was like, what am I doing right now? Because I'm at a point <laughs> where physically I was, I was in some trouble. Right. Um, and eventually it ended up, I had to have neck surgery. So oh, I, wow. I'm, I'm, Jeez. I still have, I think they're like, you're at, I'm at like 30% nerve damage. It's great. Oh, um, that's crazy. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it was like, whether I stay in the ring or not, what makes some sense? And there was, while I was even already in the ring, I was already doing stuff behind the scenes. Right. I was running uh, um, press and marketing. I was helping with production. I was, uh, whatever just needed to get done was, I was doing. And so it's yeah. like, well, I'm really running things like i'm the president of this place and it was like oh and i had that moment of like where should it land right and i kind of got suggested do like the king thing and i was like that's been done to death right Mm -hmm. and so why don't i become the president of wrestling and i always meant it to be like the authority figure like when you think of a triple h as the authority figure in the wwe that Mm -hmm. was where i was kind of going and 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 sometimes i get the Da, 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 da. I'm like, no, 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 I'm, we're not, <laughs> not doing that. Uh, no, no, because I, one way or the other, I'm going to piss a whole bunch of group of people off. And so, like, no, it's just <laughs> it's the authority figure in wrestling. And I will take that, whether that's right. because yeah. you know me at these different promotions, you see me in, in the ring, you see me behind a microphone. Yeah. You see me running my head. Well, I don't have any hair to pull out anymore. Uh, <laughs> um, behind the scenes at promotions. I know, I know. <laughs> or you see me do the indie calendar like i'm i'm really trying to coordinate and put some things together so mm-hmm. so um let's let's kind of let's kind of start at the beginning here um growing up as a kid big fan mm-hmm. of wrestling not a fan of wrestling uh if you if you were a fan of wrestling like who were who were some of your favorites what do you uh kind of remember as uh, a kid i i really got into wrestling when i was in like middle school and okay. uh espn classic would have uh like old episodes of world-class championship wrestling oh wow yeah and so i was watching you know wb and wcw at the time but then also was getting into world class and it was like my my first storyline in wrestling was or feud i should say 
was Skandar Akbar and Eric Embry. And so oh God. <laughs> where that's at in my brain is like, I feel so bad because other than I think Stan Lane, I don't think I can tell you anybody that was in Skandar Akbar's stable because Skandar was the manager. Right. He was the manager trying to take down the 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 hometown hero, Eric Embry. Yeah. And it was Embry's feud with the manager. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, this kind of echoes some things today in my life. Um and it was just that's you know that was in my brain um and so when i got in when i got into it i like when i this is probably telling of my life when i get into things i get into things right so i started watching like all of the old pay-per-views uh anything i could get my hands on because i wanted to just watch right um Mm -hmm. and so like i kind of in my brain blend a little bit with where i got in because i just started like we need to watch this tape we need to watch yeah i need to learn yeah and just and and so in middle school, I am one of those kids that wrote letters to like the WWE and WCW. Oh, wow. Like, why can't kids <laughs> wrestle too? Um, WCW got back to me. Oh wow! Uh, they actually wrote two letters to me. I mean, two letters. They were basically a form letter. Um, I think they changed <laughs> them like the first paragraph, but it was like, hey, hmm. typically you have to be 18 years old. Typically yeah. you have. To, I mean, not typically. You have to go get trained. Yeah, and, oh, yeah of course. Buy our book on on places that you can go train. <laughs> Never bought the book. I kind of Cheap regret. Plug. Right. Cheap plug. Jeez. It was amazing. <laughs> um, That's funny. And so, um, yeah, didn't buy the book. <laughs> You're like, no, I don't want it. No, um, <laughs> I don't even know how. Not for like, me, I don't know how Full <laughs> Stamper at 12 years old found the addresses for right how did you even find that i i don't even like that's great i feel like maybe an issue of pro wrestling illustrated that yeah. Is great. yeah so um you yes. searched that stuff you searched it i can i can tell you it's funny that you brought up skandor akbar and eric embry i can remember watching wrestling on espn and i remember my mom was telling me you need to write we had a store up at the corner from our house and she's like you need to go get milk and i'm like but mom i'm watching eric embry and tojo yamamoto in a steel cage i can't go she's like you have to go get milk you have to go i i literally ran up to the store and i remember the clerk in the store was like what are you running for and i'm like tojo yamamoto and eric embry are in a steel cage and she looked at me like i had 12 heads (laughs) yeah i'm i i I feel really bad, and now I'm 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 trying to look up his name because in the moment my brain is totally blanking on people's last names. Um, but I know uh, so the Iron Claw movie is about to come out. Yes, um, I can't wait. I and can't wait. The actor that's there's an actor that's playing Skandar Akbar in the movie. Oh, really? And I know that's him. awesome. And oh, I was like, you're awesome. playing Skandar. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have no idea. Like, in my yeah. like, in my heart, like what that means. Um, <laughs> and and he himself that's is awesome. also like I met him through acting life, but he's right. also like he also is an inspiring pro wrestler. So it's like, okay, this world is converging. <laughs> right, right. Tell me everything. I want to know. <laughs> So where did you start your training in wrestling? Where did you, uh, where does the journey begin for Phil Stamper? So I, I first started working in the back for promotions. Um, okay. I, uh, I made that decision, um, when I was graduating high school, like I, wherever, whatever I do, I have to pay for it. Right. Um, and so let me have a background in something. So goodness forbid, if anything should happen, uh, (laughs) next surgery, um, that, (laughs) you know, I have things to land on. And so, um, I went, decided I'm going to pay for college. And mm. while I was in college, I was misdiagnosed with a cancerous condition. Oh, uh, or a precancerous oh. condition. Oh, 
<laughs> How do you get misdiagnosed? <laughs> so the doctor looked at the looked at the damage. It was in my esophagus. Looked at the damage. Was like it looks like uh, this precancerous thing called Barrett's esophagus, which okay. um, eventually will lead to cancer because mm-hmm. it's like a mutation in your cell structure, and once it starts changing, it doesn't stop. Right. Um, and so I was like, okay, and this developed in my brain a timeline like well it's now or never uh i don't know in in now i still don't know how i did it because i was working two jobs just to get through college i was like i'm gonna find the money to go to training now because it's now or never (laughs) right um and never might be a lot closer than i think and then uh the doctor i follow up with the doctor because i wasn't hearing anything back and he never waited for the pathology to come back the lab report he just went off what he was visually looking at was like i never said this that didn't happen I was like, mm-hmm. you mean my mom, the nurse who was in the room <laughs> with me, who um, was like, hey, Phil, what's Barrett's esophagus? Because she didn't know she was an obstetrics nurse. Yeah. Um, and so like, <laughs> when I tell her, she's like, no, we had this conversation. And I'm like, OK, I'm not losing my mind in that like post meditative haze. Like, right. No. Like, uh, and so uh, I remember the doctor's like, well, we'll talk about it the next time you see me. I'm like, you will never see <laughs> you will me not again. see me again. <laughs> um, yeah. But that sort of that really pushed me like, OK, it, it has to be now. Um, and so mm. I went to a place called the Dominion. It was in Owings Mills, Maryland. Okay. Um, and it, it was a place of convenience. And also at the mm. time, like uh, I didn't know enough to know enough that I probably should have gone somewhere else first. Um, and so really uh, after after like I had my my matches there at, at their place and then as i went out i learned really quick like oh i needed to i need to learn more that that learning doesn't stop and so right. um went down a series of seminars with um uh i know people don't know who he necessarily who he is now but brian wenzel who was with uh, uh wxw in pennsylvania and then went to ovw he was one of at the time he was on ovw television he was one of only two non-developmental talents on ovw television oh um uh, okay. did, did workshops with him, with Mike Quackenbush, um, with Tran Acid and Johnny Cashmere, the SAT, um, wow. Dr. Tom Pritchard. Like I was like, I need, I need to soak this up. Um, That's and a who's so, who of names right there, man. Right. <laughs> I, mean, but I, I felt like you had to. Like you. Had oh yeah, no, of course. Learning. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then so like <laughs> there was like all you know all guns blazing, um, yeah. as best as I could. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Really cool. Yeah. Um, so do you and we ask this we ask this of a lot of people that come on and you know we we get varied answers um i know being in the world of professional wrestling it's you know th- there's a lot going on you're you're always kind of doing something but um do you do you follow much wrestling now do you do you get a chance to watch much wrestling or is it you know because i know a lot of guys are really busy with you know what they're doing <laughs> it is a yeah little exactly more <laughs> it's a little more inter- intermittent now than it used yeah. to be, um, largely because not only am I on the road, I also do have another full time office job. Oh, um, yeah, that I'm, will get in the way of things. Yeah, I'm, in, <laughs> I'm involved with the what started as like an on camera authority figure has also turned into behind the scenes. I'm also doing stuff for a couple of different promotions. So it's yeah. like mm-hmm. I'm actively doing it. So sometimes it's hard to you know find that extra time to watch. So sure. there are times I'll be like in the living room with my laptop watching wrestling while I'm working on a press release, talking to somebody about an event, dealing with a ADHD things, man. ADHD. Mm. Things, yeah, yeah. Always. <laughs> right. I can't well, watch wrestling without having something else to do. It's just the way my brain works. I need to, ha- I need to be yeah. preoccupied in order to watch 
It makes no sense. <laughs> well, you're more focused on those individual things. Yeah, exactly. Trying to be distracted by something. Else. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we're we're at a point where, and and we've talked about this on the show before with with certain people when we talk about this, but it's such a. It, I mean, it's such a great time to be a wrestling fan, but it's also Absolutely. a very hard time to be a wrestling fan because there's so much content out there that is so readily available at your fingertips yeah. that, you know, you'd practically have to make it your full-time job <laughs> yeah. to keep up with everything. It's like a double-edged sword. It's great because we're in this boom period of like, yeah. hey, there's all this wrestling to watch other than just two brands. But but also at the same time, it's, hey, there's all this wrestling to watch mm, and there's great. no time to do it. Yeah, it's really tough. <laughs> Like somebody so, come up to me and be like, "Hey, have you seen this 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 match from Japan?" And I'm like, "Like, no, <laughs> sorry." <laughs> so, what have been some of your favorite places that you've wrestled at so far in your career? Um, I mean, I, I had the opportunity to be in a couple matches at the ECW Arena pre oh, pre restoration cool. or whatever. That's pre, cool. yeah, yeah. What would you call it now? Like a uh, uh, um, post rehab. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So like that that was cool. Um and I did that for uh Pro Wrestling Unplugged um, okay. in the day in Philadelphia. Uh wow, my brain is like uh, <laughs> uh, uh um I don't know, like I, I'm trying to think of just where I've had some cool matches. Like um I, I love technical wrestling. I uh I, I have it's, a background oh, in it's so good. My 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 own personal background is in is, and wrestling like amateur wrestling and, and then judo and jujitsu. So like I yeah. love watching like good grappling. Um, oh, yeah. and I am that guy. And so like <laughs> I'm I'm not like necessarily like let's do a death match. That's not me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I totally respect it. Like oh yeah. And sure. so one of my favorite matches I ever did was a hardcore match. <laughs> oh yeah, <there> you go. <laughs> like, but it was it was it was probably the most fun match I've ever had in my life. Oh, there you go. Um, and it just flowed so well. Um, little boo-boos that happen in a minute. But, but at the same time, like, uh, it was so solid of, of a match between me. It was a guy named Court Montgomery. Okay. Um, he's out of Virginia, but the match was in North Carolina at a company called AIWF Mid-Atlantic. Okay. And, like, just had a blast. Um, uh, at that same company, I won a seven, eight, Two ring steel cage money in the piggy bank ladder match. What? Seven people in that match. <laughs> Try saying wow. that five times fast. Right. What? What? And, and and like <laughs> this isn't any more independent wrestling. The ladder broke. Of course. And I was like, "Hey, ref, you have to hold this ladder." And he was like refusing oh, to hold wow. the ladder. I'm like, it literally will not stand. <laughs> I need you to hold the ladder. Wow. That makes oh, a good boy. point because we say that a lot on this show. Me and Rafa both said it in our own opinions. <laughs> Opinion City. Um, but like, what's your take on like, say AEW or WWE? They you you see the refs holding the ladders. Do you think they should not be doing that, or do you think that I guess mm. in a way it's for yeah. safety? That's exactly where I was going. It's for safety. Like a a ref is checking on somebody when they when after. A bump, you like you see them checking on everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, are you conscious? Like, right. <laughs> right. right, that one little preventative step of this extra flexible thing that isn't like people. You know, people look at a ladder and they're like, "Oh, it's a completely solid object. Where where is it sitting on? Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> is it really secure? Like, I've seen right. I've seen professionals on ladders fall off of them. Right, like whose job it is to go up and down a ladder all day long doing yeah. something. Mm -hmm. And so why wouldn't they? So like I I don't see it as big, as that big of a deal. Now when they're helping to set up a structure of things 
that's a different conversation. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. there you go. <laughs> like, like the I, one of the things that, and again, when when death matches are done right, when hardcore matches are done right, I t- totally respect them. And I love to watch them. But when I see mm-hmm. here, you have action motion. There's a fight going on. We're stopping everything, and the both of us are coming together. And I'm we're setting up the chairs and the trash. Oh yeah, yeah. And the glass panes, and we're working together to do it. It only totally like, breaks the whole notion of the match like it sort of right. takes you out of the match no again not yeah. everybody does that that's not me describing yeah no of course of, like those people who do it that way like yeah and and so like there, there's somebody I, well, there's somebody in particular in mind i'm thinking of <laughs> and i was like we have to do this match this way and it's like no this is bad <laughs> um and that, per, that that same person that i'm thinking of uh i just realized at least Ralph might know who it is. I'm like, so psychically, I'm like sending you a beam. Um, there, there was a ladder match, and uh, randomly, so they're they're getting ready for the end of the match. Okay, great. Um, you feel it. It's coming. It's coming. Randomly, by itself, whatever was holding the belt up broke. Oh no! <laughs> and the person underneath it caught it. Oh. <laughs> that means they win the match, That's right? Yeah, right? That means they win. Yeah, exactly. They stop everything and they reset the, oh, the belt back up so that they can go oh. through and finish mm-hmm. the match. Mm, of, of no. It lasted See, another two minutes. That's when you do it improv and you just, okay, that person wins. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. And and the person who caught it did end up winning the match. Yeah, so there you go. Oh, so what's of course and i'm like that was that would have been beautiful that would yep. have been, like perfect like yep. do it no, mm-hmm. no. We, we ha- i can't i can't <laughs> even imagine well i can't imagine that because i've seen some things in my day uh but you know i we were we were talking before we got on the air about uh a uh a, a promotion that that we both know of and uh i don't i don't know if you were i don't believe you were there at the time but uh, they had a steel cage match mm-hmm. one time, and for some reason, the cage that they bought didn't fit the ring that they owned. Of course. And so when they went to set up the cage, <laughs> it would not stay connected. So for the entire match, they had people standing around the outside of the cage, holding the cage oh, up against no. the, the ring. Yeah. I don't know if that's the same play, place. That, that might have been the same place. I'm thinking of it because... <laughs> Wouldn't I surprise mean, me. So we, what people might not know is that, you know, a, rings are not necessarily standard. So if you look right. at a ring and let's say it's an 18 yeah. foot ring, yeah. some of them are 18 feet and four inches. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And, and so mm-hmm. there's things like that. Some rings are built so the cages fit a certain way. Like, yeah, it, yeah. Ring, yeah. ring is like, so it d- does depend a little bit on the cage and on the ring. Yeah. yeah. And I remember I went. I was at uh, this was baby Phil and wrestling, and I'm I'm like you know I'm gonna do the drives. I'm gonna work security. I'm gonna do whatever I can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was at this one, for, and my brain's like, I wonder if this is the same event. <laughs> um, the the ring just didn't fit, and so like they they did, and they also I feel like they didn't have the right parts even like connected the right way, and so right. they, yeah. they literally That's used funny. like zip ties on the corners of the ring or on the corners uh, of the cage. Yes. Yes. That's uh, yeah. That's and the, one. the <laughs> yeah. first time somebody and it was a multi-person cage match mm-hmm. okay and so the first time somebody ran the ropes bing, goes the zip ties <laughs> oh no and so all, everybody, all of us just like charged the ring and i'm in this corner and like meanwhile 
Chris Hamrick and Steve Carino are just bleeding on top of me because I'm in the corner Great. trying to hold the cage up. Great. <laughs> it's one of my weirdest favorite movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, the thing that's that, what ties into my next question. And I guess maybe that was the most, you know, what, what's been the most fun thing about being an indie wrestler? And what's been the most unfun thing about being an, 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 an indie wrestler? Um, I mean, the most fun is like really when I look at it, like my, the people I'm the closest to, the people who are my like best friends, I, I met and know because of wrestling. Um, like they, they will always be a part of my life. And actually my, my two people I would probably say are my two best friends um, are no longer involved in wrestling, but we're still like, they're still my best friends. Right. Um, <clears throat> the, 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 I mean, the suckiest thing is like when you get hurt, like, oh, cool. yeah. Like, and, and I've all, for me, I've always been in that situation um, where I'm not, I don't know how to word this. When I first started training, Right. Uh, I lived in Western Maryland, so it's a very mountainous part of Maryland. And I was driving to Baltimore, which is two hours away to go to training. But nobody was really between me and there to like, let's, oh, let, hey, let's ride together. Yeah. And when I was then trying to work on events, I was finding that like there was this circle of people that did like Maryland, maybe up to Philly and Jersey. There was a circle that did like West Virginia to Pittsburgh. But there wasn't anybody that really crossed <laughs> Western Maryland, so I'm I'm, I'm so you and and now I live in Southern Maryland. It's sort of sort of the same situation. There's not really a lot of people that you know cross the same paths. Yeah. And so doing a lot of those drives by myself, I'm both very comfortable and used to it. But then also like that also meant I had to do do and fix and handle a lot of things by myself. Yeah. I didn't have anybody else to really like help mm. me figure out, rely on. Like it's like oh, it just is what it is. It's always nice to have like a driving buddy, you know. Right, right. Just, just, yeah. just someone there. I mean, so now, now I am like, I am like the car of requirement. I have like a CPA, CPR kit. I have a sewing kit in the car. Like, I, I have <laughs> just, random the, equipment. Like, literally the man of many things. Right. The, I felt like you had, like you had to be. I have a ring bell in my car. Yes. Like, I, Listen, I, if, I will always have a ring bell in my car. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna be the president of pro wrestling, you better be prepared for everything, exactly. for anything, exactly, anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that ring bell has come in handy at quite a few events. At See, few there you go. Events that people don't even realize. You had it yeah. ready. As yeah. the president, you, 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 you were prepared for That's right. all of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, over over the years uh, in, in indie wrestling, do you have uh, maybe some favorite opponents or, or favorite matches or maybe favorite places you've wrestled? Um, I mentioned the, the hardcore match that I had with Court Montgomery. And that was, yeah. like mm-hmm. I said, that was that's one of my personal, like, favorite matches i ever did um i got to work um um eddie valentine Ooh. um at a match in, in in pennsylvania um i think for atomic championship wrestling and that was just that was just great because there's again i love that grappling style and there's yeah. not many people mm-hmm. that like really know how well how to do it well right um and it was like here here's eddie and he just it was like this is awesome. <laughs> like, can, can we go? <laughs> like, we we went to we went to a, like I think a time limit draw, and that like it was really genuine to feel the crowd go like five more minutes, five more minutes. I'm like, this yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Um. And so, like, man, I wish we could have that <laughs> that opportunity again. Um. Because I don't have many of that. Um. Mm-hmm. But like, there there are a lot of like special places that you just get like this amazing energy, and it might only be for that moment of time that you're there yeah um um i've i've worked 
for a couple different promotions in this. There's a town in West Virginia called Nitro, West Virginia. Nitro. Um, they, it got its name <laughs> because um, it was it was it's sort of a suburb of Charleston. And in war, World War Two, they built um, munitions for for World War Two. And so yeah. there was a there was a munitions factory. And so it became known as Boomtown. Mm. Then it became Nitro. And it was, you know, Nitro WCW now yep, Nitro yep. West Virginia. So and I had this so here I am and at the time was going down every other weekend to work this event down there. Um company no longer exists, well at least not in the same way, um, called XMCW. Right. And we would pack that we would have like three to four hundred people every every other week in this building. And you know, for an independent, even now there's a lot of independent events that are like there's there's some companies on television that would really like a crowd of that size and they were just into it and and the energy was so awesome and i've gone back and i've now worked for two different companies that have been in that building Mm -hmm. and they've never gotten that those crowds Mm. and it's like all right i missed that like i missed that yeah um and and like you know now with with mcw like there have been um the event that we had the hardys um when they were in the middle of the golden um the, the 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 oh gosh what did they call it the um <laughs> where they were trying to get uh, tag team belts from everywhere explore exploration for gold <laughs> there you um, go <laughs> um, they came to MCW like packed the place um like I mean packed the place it was four figured amounts of people in that in that space and it was great um when Revolver came back the first event we had back from the pandemic we we ran in Des Moines and. Mm over a thousand people in that building and it's like crazy that's amazing Um, yeah and and what this is what the random moment in my brain because i'm like again wrestling revolver i'm one of the few people that i'm not on television like yeah okay and though i was had been a part of an active storyline we hadn't run in two and a half years because of the Mm -hmm. pandemic and so uh the semi-main event was john moxley versus jimmy jacobs wow and so I that's start a matchup, that's right? Incredible. And so I now come out for the main event, and I start. I walk out, and the noise I got just by walking out was louder than anything I heard from from, from that evening so far. Ooh. And I was like, <laughs> and my my brain's making this like, is this really happening? Yeah, right. Is this really for me? <laughs> and so I grab the microphone, and there's another chorus of boos louder <laughs> than anything I've heard, and I'm like, this is so awesome, right? And like, <laughs> and you just like take in that energy and make it work for you. And like revolver crowds are just awesome because they just like that energy just pours through through them. Right. Um, and so like we've been very fortunate in like in in Dayton, Texas and, and Ohio to like just see me Dayton, Texas and Iowa. I was like, wait a minute, I'm missing a place. Um, <laughs> and, and California, we just went to Los, Los Angeles back in November, like to really have, you know, packed houses who are loud and yeah. give you that energy that you need. Like it, they're just awesome places. Do you have any opponents that you, that are like your dream opponents, like you, that you haven't faced, like, like you want to face? Uh, <clears throat> I, I mean, in my brain, cause again, on the technical grappling <laughs> yeah. side, in the brain, oh, like, the brain. <laughs> in my brain, I'm like, I want to, I want a Zack Sabre jr. Like, oh, I, I mean, of course he like is that. the, right. He is the yeah. grappler wrestler. Right. Um, uh, Daniel Bryan would be cool, you know. Sure. Um, then there's the side of like, and this may just happen, like, and it might not be seen in front of a crowd, but Sammy Callahan and I one day are gonna oh. like grow fists. Like that's just gonna yes. happen. Yeah. Um, yes. Like when he, when he turned to me like three months ago and goes, you know, me and you have never gotten into a, a like a fight. 
Like, do we need to? We disagree on I'm things. just saying, like, we can fight. We can have a match together. I was like, okay. Like, I mean, he did, he did put skewers in my head, like, about three mm. weeks ago. I'm sure that's fun. Oh no, good times. Um, <laughs> it's it's as about as much fun as you might think. Skewers. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, it's not. Um, <laughs> the photos looked cool. I'm not gonna lie. Of course. Well, yeah, 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 that's what it's um, all about. You know, uh, it's all about the photos, right? <laughs> um, I mean, there's there's sort of like this laundry list because there's like there's people out there that like I, I who I know and love like both my association with them or like I watch their stuff and I like appreciate mm. the work that they do. Um, like everywhere from like people who are just starting out, like a Junie Underwood, um, yeah. um, who's like really garnered a lot of buzz and attention. Like I know he can go, and like I want to see mm-hmm. that harnessed more. I see a guy like a Vinny Pacifico who is, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, he's slaying it with like the promos he's doing. He's so really pushing it to get so out there. Yeah. He's he's in like next week he's in Japan. Like I, man, that would be awesome to to do some stuff with him. Um. Tim Donst is a good friend of mine and like mm-hmm. we've we've worked together on projects but we've never actually like been in a match together before and it's like I just like want to like we just I just want to ring like let's yeah. just meet up in a ring and go <laughs> yeah yeah right um like there's like there's people like that that I think like wow this would be really really cool just to like sit back and like work like do a match with them yeah absolutely so um this this is just something that I thought of off the top of my head but what uh, what is what is what do you enjoy more? Do you enjoy uh, performing in the ring, or do you enjoy like the backstage kind of work you're doing? Uh... <laughs> no, <laughs> no, ring. I would, no. I would put a camera in front of my face. <laughs> Let me be in front of the camera for the love of God. <laughs> oh my! And more because like it's hard to describe. I would rather. Because think this I would rather be in front of that rabid crowd in Des Moines, Iowa, in front of a thousand people yelling and cursing at me and saying right. whatever they're they're saying to me, um, and 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 being in in a ring, rather than being the person behind the the scenes that sometimes has to hit play, yeah, <laughs> at the right moment, of course, <laughs> and it has to be at the right time. Right. Timing is everything, especially with camera angles. So, like, if you miss that angle, that's it. Right. Oh. Um, and and yeah. like it, there's a part of my brain that's driven crazy by the little nudgy nuances of things. Right. Um, like, yeah. like we will, we will be setting up an, for an event and uh, revolver in particular has like a projector and a projector screen. And like, I'm like, it has to be perfect. It has to be like, right. Has everything has to fit. And like people, people who like feel like it's going to be okay. Like, <laughs> like there's, there's like a little centimeter right there. Don't worry about it. Like oh, it's going to be okay. Like, Guys don't freak out. It's going to be okay. But I'm in my brain. I'm like, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's been a hot button topic that me and Ralph wanted to get your opinion about. Uh, in the world of wrestling and okay. that is uh what is your take on fans meeting wrestlers at at the airport it's a little cringy like <laughs> a, a genuine unique encounter like i'm waiting for my plane here comes somebody they sit down like oh that's really cool like mm-hmm. and you engage in a conversation that's one thing right it is different when it's like and, mm. and part of my brain's like how do they know like yeah here are these like oh. um I, I like the the one video that that came out a few months ago that was like here's Asuka mm. and she's in the hallway in the airport and like fans are around her 
with her action figure. Yeah. And like posters and stuff with her on it to have her sign. I'm like, how, how do they have this at the ready? Right. Like with her to sign. Like, yeah. and so like, that's, that feels very stalkery. Like, and I get it. Like, I get it from the fan perspective. Like, hey, I want this opportunity. Maybe I can get this opportunity. Right. Um, and it's like, they have to be camping out all day at something like that. And I'm mm -hmm. like, there's a moment. But at the time when somebody then goes, I need a minute. Like, if, yeah. if, if Oscar's like, I can't right now. I hope that them, that, that would be respected. Yeah. And I know there's people who don't respect that. They're yeah. be very mad. There and, are. And I think well, that's I think the there's way. ways to do it. And I know for, from Ralph's experience, and he's told me plenty of stories, Ralph and his friends have done it in a very respectful way, while other ones, kind of, you know, like I said, kind of yeah. shove it in your face and say, hey, can you please sign my autograph? So, that's more invasive. But the way, you know, Ralph yeah. has experienced it, it's a much more respectful way of doing it. So there's so I, I feel like there's I feel like there's ways to be respectful about it. Um, you know, I've I've never gotten in anybody's face and you know, I've I've stood off to the side and I've waited till people were done doing whatever they're doing. And I was I was always very respectful in, in my conversations with people. Um I think for me it was a lot different because my motivations I think were different than others. You know, you right. have these people and I, I will tell you and I'm gonna throw out a name here, and and nothing uh, nothing against her, but uh, Kelly Kelly, for example, she was a person that somebody would walk up to her and they would have a stack of fifty photos, and she would sit there and just sign all of them, like fifty of the same photo. Right. You know, for me, it was always I was meeting people that I may never have a chance to meet any other time. They're not high enough on the card that they get their own autograph signings. They're yeah. never anywhere near me. These are people, and a lot of times, you know, these are people that I try to support. I try to support their business. Mm -hmm. um, but there are too many people out there, and videos like the Oscar video. I know Mickey James has talked about it before. Um, Plenty of times. There are a number of, of wrestlers out there who have had very bad experiences yeah. with it because people do not respect wrestlers as human beings. They mm -hmm. only see a person that they mm -hmm. can get something from. Whereas, you know... I, I try to be respectful about it because I, I respect the people that I'm I'm meeting, but that's not often the case. And yeah. you see many times where it just people, uh, you know, as you said, it, it gets over the line and it gets very mm -hmm. stalkery and it gets mm -hmm. very creepy. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just it's it's not it's not a good situation for the wrestlers anymore is what it is. You know, yeah. um, it's it, it's it's just not good because people can't be respectful. So. Yeah, you know, it it does it does go over the line quite a bit, but uh, yeah. All right, let's get back to some more happy memories because let's, let's know, get into some Christmas like memories. Let's get into yes, some Christmas. Let's talk. talk Christmas. It is Christmas. Let's talk Christmas. <laughs> yes. So, Stamper Claus, do you have a favorite <laughs> Christmas memory? Um. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm I'm gonna say as as a kid, man. I wanted to. I wanted to see Santa. I, <laughs> I mean, I, who didn't? <laughs> and, and so, in between my bedroom and the living room, there was. My parents used to say that the family that owned our house before us were hippies. Uh, <laughs> like the, the wood stove had pipes that ran into the hot water heater. Oh, okay. Like a fan okay, okay. from the living room that went through like a living room closet into the bedroom I had. Okay. And so like <laughs> I purposefully like cracked open the closet door in the living room so I could see through the fans nice. to like wait for Santa. And I, That's great. And it was like 
guys, you need to go to bed because I had I have uh, two brothers and was like, okay, guys, you need you all need to go to bed. And so we go to bed and I would set my alarm every 30 minutes to see if I could touch <laughs> Santa. You were determined to and, meet Santa. Awesome. And you know, <laughs> Santa and the elf uh were pretty like good at working around my half hour schedule. <laughs> and so like I would I would peek through and it's like, oh, there's stuff there. Like, <laughs> you, would, you, would, you would just be there. Be, oh, it's magic. Right. How did I miss them? Jeez. <laughs> right. So do you like So do you like great. Christmas music? If so, do you have a favorite Christmas song? No. Um, I mean I rotate because they're like uh this this holiday season, I really was like I need upbeat Christmas music. Right. Mm-hmm. There's right. Just almost like a funeral dirge. And I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. Christmas. Like, let's, let's, yeah. Um, so I found a, I found a whole new radio app called AccuRadio and I listened okay. to, uh, it's called Christmas party, um, their channel. And uh, it just has upbeat Christmas music. And so nice. like, yeah. <laughs> there's, there is one that, I, that I've, I've liked this holiday season called sugar and booze. That it's just every time I hear it, I just nice. laugh out loud. Just the name yeah. alone sounds great. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like I'll rotate through. Like there'll be some classic stuff. There'll be some mm-hmm. old rock stuff. Um, uh, and like you can't help but sing it. I remember like I, the other day I was in the store and you know there everything's playing music and sure. and so like yeah. I'm just sort of like humming to myself and this lady is comes down the aisle and she's humming the same song and like we both realize <laughs> we're singing the same thing and we just keep singing and we're just <laughs> that's great. That's great. <laughs> um, Sean, do you like Christmas music? I do. I do and, enjoy Christmas and, music. Um, I actually, I, so I'm like the DJ at work. Um, oh, okay. I, uh, because our radio is not the best, so we only get like two stations. So I, yeah. So we bought a receiver, uh, Bluetooth for my iPod. So my iPod's always there. It's like the work iPod. I always add stuff to it. So mm-hmm. every Christmas season, it's a month, and I know I'm sure some of them hate me. Of Christmas songs. Yep. <laughs> I, re- I I will say, this one's kind of dark. Um, if you have a chance, Snapper uh, Claws after the show, look it up. Uh, I just discovered a, a, a holiday song that is, let's just say, not your average holiday song. Uh-oh. It was made in the 70s. No joke. It was mm-hmm. made for real. It's a song by L- Linda Bennett, and I think Perry Como is a producer on it, so that should say enough. And it's... Uh, Let's just say it's interesting. <laughs> it starts off so innocently and then just goes in a turn that you would never expect. <laughs> I've not played it at the uh, work yet because I'm mm-hmm. I'm scared of how they would react. But it's probably one of my favorite current songs just because of how off the rails it is. <laughs> mm. So I... I... I like Christmas music, I think, in a way that most people don't like Christmas music because I could listen to it every day of the year. Um, it's so good. It just makes To my you wife's happy. dismay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But gro- growing up, I had the Jackson 5 Christmas album on 8-track. Oh, so good. On 8-track. And I would oh. listen to that thing all the time. Um, but if, if I'm being honest and I had to pick a favorite, it would be uh, Bing Crosby and... Uh, uh, David Bowie, the oh, drummer boy. Of uh, that's a good one. An amazing, that's an amazing Christmas song. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot yeah. of a lot of interesting history behind that song. Um, when they when they first uh, got into the studio to record it, it was for uh, 
a Bing Crosby Christmas special on NBC, and it's actually his last televised appearance before he oh. passes away. Okay. Um, but when they got in there, originally they were just going to sing The Little Drummer Boy, and David Bowie's people didn't feel that uh, it showcased his voice well enough. So the mm-hmm. part that he sings over top, they wrote right there. Oh, wow. And, uh, and oh, they, wow. they recorded the song. So, yeah, uh, definitely, uh, definitely a favorite of mine. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So uh, do you do you have a a best Christmas present ever and a worst Christmas present ever? <laughs> Putting you on the spot now, boy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so bad. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. It it had to have been like a video game system was probably one of my like. Best. Any of them, Any yeah, of, them of course, them. yeah, yeah. Um, the <laughs> it wasn't when I say this, this wasn't the worst gift, but it was definitely the worst Christmas, I would say. Like, oh. um, uh, <laughs> my, my parents are divorced, oh, and, yeah, uh, uh, <clears throat> and while that, why they even while they were divorced, like, I always felt like it was fun, it was festive, like, we always, yeah, did, yeah, and. Sure. And uh, me and my brothers, we go over to, to my dad's house, and it was just like, it was like the house that Christmas forgot. Like there, there oh, was, no. there was, oh no, oh like, no, this is the house I grew up in, and I'm like, we had lights and trees and you know all this stuff. Yeah. I shouldn't say multiple, just a tree, but like a tree, nothing, nothing. Like there, there wasn't any of that. And I was like, okay, you know, I get it. Like, and and. <laughs> I remember what, it was so cold in that house, <laughs> and, and we, uh, my dad, uh, is is retired military, and he was working with a military contractor, okay. and he came back, and one of the boats he came was on, he came back, and he got stuff from like the boat gift shop, and like mm. when I was a kid, like I, I loved that stuff, like I was like yeah. this is super cool, yeah, and right. He came back with like a cup from whatever the ship was he had been on, and I was like, oh, and and he's like. <laughs> I think he could tell. Like I thought, like I was waiting for something more. <laughs> You're like, wait, where's, where's the gift? Right. And like, oh no, it's great. And I and like, there's part of me that's like, that was kind of a cool like thing he connected when I was a kid. That like, so I, I recognized that there was thought behind it, and that to me was that was cool. Like in that yeah. In that- yeah. but it was just the thought like, was there but you're like uh <laughs> right it was like just missed the mark and it was sort of like we were having we were having dinner in the living room on like tv trays and that was christmas dinner and oh jeez like, i don't even remember what it was but it also was not a very christmasy meal and it was like <laughs> what are we doing it's felt, it's felt, everything just felt like uh like there was just this weight <laughs> sorry uh, all right so i'm gonna well, so I, i'm gonna ask you a series of rapid fire Yes or no questions. Okay. I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit you with 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 some things. So I'm gonna start off simply. Eggnog. Yes. Mm, yes. Yes. My whole family hates it. I'm the <laughs> person that's like, no, eggnog is amazing. Oh. Yeah, it's just me, my mom, and my sister alone. <laughs> yeah. Candy canes. Eh, mixed. Okay. I have to be in the mood. Good call. Have to be in the mood. <laughs> yes. Elf on the shelf. No. <laughs> yes, That's yes the right for the call. win. Yeah, good right call. call. Snoop, Snoop on the stoop. Snoop on the stoop. <laughs> I don't get the whole like. There's the whole new thing about Elf on the Shelf that's now doing pranks. Like, oh, dude, it's cutting yeah, up it's, 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 no. it, it's getting too much. I don't get it. Too much. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's it's not cute. It's not fun. No, this is why kids go to therapy someday. <laughs> 
Dancing Santa Claus dolls. What? Like dancing? the Santa Claus dolls that dance to music? Like yeah. the button and they dance? Oh, I'm going to say no. <laughs> All right. Opening presents or just one on Christmas Eve? Ooh. Typically, no. I think Typically, no. I think it's a cool yes. idea, but I, I just... I'm it. against it. See, so my family uh, is very... I don't, I don't know if you want to say traditional or non-traditional, but so since pretty much all of us are grown up other than my nieces and nephews, what we do is Christmas Eve, the adults open the gifts, and then Christmas Day, the kids open the gifts. Oh, that's so on So on day, that's not bad, yeah. the focus is the kids. Yeah. So okay Eve is the adults, day is the kids. That's cool. I, I, that makes more that sense. context, I like that. Like, that's neat. <laughs> yeah. This one, I, I'm, for, I'm, I'm hoping this is a yes. Elf the movie. No. What? Ooh. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm mean, hot take. I'm not hot a, take. I'm not a Will Ferrell fan. Oh, okay. you're, you're right. a cotton headed ninja. <laughs> <laughs> All that, right. Well, then, hurts. no Will Ferrell. Let's go. Jim Carrey as the Grinch. Yeah. Okay. Oh. See? So. <laughs> Two wrong answers in a Two row. Two wrong answers in a row. <laughs> oh. not, I will say, though, it's not my go to. Like, if it's on, I'll watch, but I don't go yeah. out of my way to watch it. Okay. Yeah. Hallmark Christmas movies. Yes. <laughs> oh. That's three, Ralph. That's three right. wrong answers. Again, sort of depends. And it's, it is also one of those, like, if, if the TV's on and it's on, like, okay. Because, um, again, I'm typically working on other stuff. Right, I, right. Listen, I, I, have, I have what can only be described as a hatred for not just Hallmark Christmas movies, but Hallmark movies in general. And I Ralph is not wife, a fan. I Ralph tell my wife all the time. I'm like, listen, if Hallmark movies are where careers go to die, Hallmark Christmas movies are where Christmas spirit goes to die. <laughs> and she does not appreciate that at all. I, I want to be. I, in a I'm sure she wouldn't. I want to be in a Hallmark Christmas movie so bad. Oh, <laughs> that's good. You know, you know what? I'm not. I'm, I, and I'm not kidding. I have a connection that could probably get you in a Hallmark Christmas movie. Because bam, I went, there I you went go. To high school with a there girl you who go. Um, did a podcast, and they ended up becoming like the official podcast of Hallmark movies. And oh wow, so she's like, awesome. she's got Hallmark connections. I will make this like, happen. I, uh, even though I don't. There were two. There have been two that in the last like few years that like I. I I don't know, like randomly like appealed to me. There was one right set in New Orleans. She hadn't met her dad. Her dad passes away. She finds out. And then like she's a famous author who writes under a pen name. And it was like a, it was kind of a neat story of how mm-hmm. the family found each other. Right. Because um, it was more family than it was like per yeah. se romantic. Um, gotcha. And then the other one was it was three brothers. So I can I kind of connect to that. And I <laughs> felt like it might have been. I don't know if it was necessarily set in Maryland, but it was set in the waterfront, Maryland. I, I'm right. half a mile from the Chesapeake Bay. Um, yeah. And so it was like three brothers um, there. One of either another brother or a sister had passed away. And so they're raising um, their their niece together. Right. And it was like it was just a very heartwhelming family story. And so like <laughs> I, those two randomly are in my brain. So I feel like there's a double standard with Hallmark Christmas movies because the same people. <laughs> that will watch Hallmark Christmas movies in the beginning of November are the same people that will complain about me putting Christmas music on all day on Black Friday. So I feel oh, like there's a there double standard there. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Excuse you. I will music. Just called you out, Ralph. Right. Oh, I mean, all right, so- well. All right. When, so when I was in high school. I was I was in band, and we started practicing <laughs> Christmas music in like oh yeah September. Yeah, you have so, to. Yeah. 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 All right. One more before Ralph hits you with another uh, 
kind of a hard hitting question. Ooh, Christmas yeah. carolers at your door. Christmas calendars? No, Christmas, Christmas carolers. Christmas carolers. Carolers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. Okay. All right. But somebody but... did it this year on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> oh no! And it was canceled. Canceled. They were, they were, <laughs> it, it, it was a little too much Mary going on, and like, right. I was, like yes, that's, <laughs> that's that's the key to Christmas caroling. It's the only way to stay warm. Exactly. All right. All right. So hit him with this one, Ralph. All right. Here's this. This is a this is a personal question for me. Yeah. I I I, I have to know who was the better Santa Claus. Mick Foley or Stone Cold Steve Austin? Mick Foley. Yeah, yes. <laughs> right. Okay. Up in your logo. Don't think I didn't notice. Up in your logo. In the middle of it, I'm like, why do you have two Santa Clauses? Because you have Mick Foley, and then you have a guy dressed like Santa. Mm. Yeah. I, lo- I love well, that you actually yes. like looked and noticed. That. Okay. <laughs> very so, first image on the screen was that logo. Was like, oh, logo. Right. Yeah. No. I, I get, well, I made that logo. So yeah, I that was that, Ralph. But, oh, that was old Ralph, baby. Um, yeah. I uh, Mick Mick Foley is an amazing <laughs> Santa Claus just because of the time and effort that he puts into it. Right. I oh, mean, he's so into it. He's got he's, he he's got is a very Santa Claus. Suit. Yeah. Um I I met him at a book signing one time. He did a book signing in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, the Christmas city, because he wrote a book about being a Santa Claus. Yep. So I went to the book signing and um I was I was gonna be playing Santa Claus somewhere and he did like a, a he read part of the book and then did a question and answer beforehand and I got to ask him some tips on on being a Santa Claus. But he goes all nice. out. He he dyes his beard, he dyes his oh, hair, he goes, like he just yeah, yeah full on. He is yeah. Santa Claus. <laughs> it, it was it was kind of I mean it, it was kind of like a rigged question I guess because you almost <laughs> had to pick Mick Foley but yeah there's just yeah. something about seeing Santa Claus you know give Saint somebody Mick. the Stone Cold Stunner it, good old Saint Mick you know it's um I don't know all it's right. Santa drinking a beer like, <laughs> all right yeah, that's what, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's wrong like it was cool, <laughs> Stone Cold it was Stone Cold Santa was cool right yeah but Mick Foley is Santa like, yeah it makes yeah. All right, before we move on to uh, your main event here, we have one more thing to add. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Funniest oh. movie of all time? No. Holiday movie? Oh. No. Funniest are you, are you, holiday are you not a movie fan? of all time? I think I got burned out on it, honestly. Oh, <laughs> wow. I too much. Like, I, would uh, rather I love watch, it so much. It's I would so, rather it still watch that holds up to this day. Story. So good. What I would you rather it. watch? Well, I would rather watch National Lampoons than Christmas Story. Oh, oh yes, yeah. Okay. Like yeah, you I'm want to talk about getting, Like, well, why are you, you know, still on twenty four seven on Christmas? Like, I can't. <laughs> yes, but they they uh, <laughs> your eye out already. Right. One of the, one of the stations does the twenty four hours of uh, Christmas Vacation now too. Yeah. 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 So yeah. That it's, might be neat. Like. Yeah. I yeah. Miss, I miss when like uh, it's not called Family Channel anymore, is it? Like it's it's. Uh, I don't think it is. Freestyle. No. I think free yeah. form, free form, free form, free form. Um, yeah. Like they used to do like they've had like the, the 25 days of Christmas, like this whole big thing. Yeah. It used to be year. like nonstop all day long. Christmas oh yeah. Day. It was just yeah. marathons. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. they don't really do that that much. No. And I miss that. I, yeah. I really miss <laughs> so what is your favorite Christmas movie? Let's go. Let's go there real quick. Okay. If we're one, if we're one movie movie, Santa Claus, yeah. not okay. The Santa Claus, like no Santa Claus. Santa Claus, the movie. John Lithgow was the bad guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Was, that, yeah. was that the one with Dudley Moore? Yes, yes, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. 
That's, that's a good one. Elf. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. I do see like for that. me, and I'm probably gonna get some flack for this from both of you. Who knows? But for me, growing up, and and I think I, I enjoy it so much because just because it was the movie that was on for me at all times, and that's Jingle All the Way. Mm. That's fair. Jingle All the Way is a good I movie. loved that movie. I would watch that on repeat and not care because it was so good. I loved mm-hmm. Turbo Man, Turbo Time, Arnold's, just uh, him and uh, the guy who played or didn't play Sinbad um, yeah. or Shazam, the yeah. the movie that doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> there, there was a TV movie, and this is actually, for something we're going to talk about later, this was one that someone's going to bring up. Um, it was called The Night They Saved Christmas. It's an, okay. 80, yep. an 80s TV movie. has Jacqueline, Jacqueline Smith in it. It's amazing. I, <laughs> I talk about it. I talk about it every year because yeah. my my mom showed it to me one year and it became like a tradition every year to, to find it. Right. Which I think we had it on VHS. Yeah. Because it's yeah, so good. <laughs> that that actually, when, when they go to the North Pole, you actually feel like this is like this a is legit this, thing. The North like, Pole. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, uh, now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, Sean, you know what time it is? I think it's time to get into the main event. Let's go. So All keeping right. with the Christmas theme, our good friend, or I should say the president here, Phil, gave us top five Christmas movies? Specials. Specials. That's Sorry. Christmas specials. Specials. All right. All right. Let's dive in. Go, uh, however you want to do it, you can go out, out of order, five to one, your choice, but let's start you off. Uh, I'm going to go number five. I'll go five to one. Okay. okay. Five to uh, one. Yep. Number five, five is the animated Twas the Night Before Christmas. The Little Mice. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was it a was, fun one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> and again, when I'm into something, I dig into it. So, like, I know the whole background of, like, why it didn't – it was supposed to be a claymation um, style like the other Franklin Ross movies. Oh, okay. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, like, okay. They, they made it animated, like – I loved those claymation movies, all of them. I just yeah. thought they were so fun and different, mm-hmm. and just yes, <laughs> I agree. Right. Am I doing my whole list? Or are we going around and then? Nope. It's yeah. You. No. This, gonna, this, yeah, is, this, this is this is your this list. Is all you. Oh, this is my list. Okay. This, this is, is your list. Your episode. Your list. Mm-hmm. You are the, you are the prez. Yes. So it's your. Gotcha. Uh, I'm going to go four with the night they saved Christmas. Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, I, I again as as a kid uh, that was on re- repeat a lot. I feel like we probably also had. I don't think we had it on like a le- a real VHS. I think like we recorded it and like nice, yeah, yeah. nice. It. had it saved. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> uh, the Santa Claus is coming to town mm, uh, with Burgermeister von Burgermeister. Oh, right? I love that character so much. <laughs> right? I love him. He was so good. <laughs> Just the name alone, you're like, yep, mm-hmm. Burgermeister. Right. <laughs> so it was Burgermeister von Meister Burger. I. It was I one of those two. Yeah, it was yeah. it was one of those two combined. I just loved even like the tunes, like like they were sort of like almost remixed, like the, your classic Holly tunes by by weaving in the story inside the songs. I just yeah. love that. I love exactly. that. Um, mm. I know that, and it's funny because it's based off. Of, I can't remember the name of the of the book it's based off of, and they took a lot of the like 
probably pagan-esque sort of things out right of it. Um, <laughs> then there's a cartoon that's that they've made since then that it has all of those things like reinserted like oh geez spirits that gave santa like some of his his abilities to be immortal right. mm-hmm. um anyway uh <laughs> A Muppet Family Christmas. Oh, it was okay. one of Jim Henson's <laughs> last actual projects before he passed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's and he's in it in the end, and it mixes mm-hmm. um, uh, the the main Muppets that you know, yeah. Fraggle Rock, the Sesame Street Muppets, like all in like this one Christmas special. And on YouTube, so amazing, it, it, it still exists. Oh, um, cool. Okay, I can't good. Find it in good. Any other form, but <laughs> <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. great. Um, but my all-time favorite that I, I am so upset that I missed this year um, is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, yeah. that it That's like the, in my mind, like the quintessential special to watch right. every year. Wow. On, every year. It's I, just, I, it's I have perfect. it on DVD, and I'm like, I, I need to bust it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I, so good. It's just, again, it's one of those things where it tells the story perfectly, and it's just, yeah, I just... I can like I said I can watch any and all of those claymation style See, films because they're all just you know it, for, for me it's more of like the behind the scenes like the the audio video guy in me is like how long did this actually take to make because I'm sure it took hours because it's all you know claymation like they have to yeah. like keep changing the scene every what like second to make it actually move so that's just that to me is just crazy that they took that much time and effort to make an hour and a half movie but like each move each other just a slightly just enough to make it look like they're moving it's just crazy right so. so for those of you that are listening on the podcast version of this you will not see that there's a banner running across the bottom of the screen <laughs> that says it's a saturnalia <laughs> miracle. miracle and unfortunately <laughs> i have to take that banner down right now because i cannot believe that we are sitting here discussing christmas and we are discussing christmas specials and nobody brought up a Charlie Brown Christmas. Like how, how do you how do you have a discussion about Christmas specials without that? I saw that on your shirt and I was like, I was so close. I was so Man. close. And it it's up there. Like I feel like it's it's that's up there. Uh oh gosh, what was that? Something else was just popped into my brain that I'm like, oh uh, uh, a white Christmas. Oh, of course. Like of that's course. Classic. Like I feel like almost every Christmas season I'm watching a white Christmas somewhere. Um, I mean, I feel like at this point they I don't know if you want to say overplayed, but Miracle on, on 34th Street or whatever that Christmas movie was, the old one, that one was played like, I remember when they had those marathons, it was always that one. It was yeah. that one or it was a Christmas story. Just every few hours, just repeat. So, so here's, here's an interesting fact because I like White Christmas and White Christmas is good, but for me, Holiday Inn is a much better movie. <laughs> and I've yet actually watched Holiday Inn. Well, here's oh, what I here's okay. what I'm going to tell you. Here's the interesting thing. Everybody thinks that the song White Christmas came from the movie White Christmas, and it didn't. No. White Christmas came out in 1954. Mm-hmm. Holiday Inn came out in 1942, and that's the very first movie that had White Christmas. So, no, oh, jeez. If you're trying to be a a, a, a Christmas realist here. But yeah, I, 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 there's nothing wrong with White Christmas. I think it's a great movie. Yeah. I just happen to like Holiday Inn much better. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter because nobody mentioned Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> nobody mentioned Charlie Brown so Christmas. Forget all of you. Christmas is canceled. <laughs> we canceled Christmas now. It's over. 
And my wife is going to be so disappointed that I canceled Christmas over this, but <laughs> principles, standards. I mean, there's, standards. There's, I'm the president of Christmas. There you go. You know there what? you go. <laughs> Though I, I have a Santa suit that's in my car right now. Oh, oh. Pretty, Again, yeah. the president who literally has everything. That's so cool. Everything. In the, I, I love it. Just say so you're ready to spring into action at any moment. At any point, man. And oh. I have the Kurt Russell uh, Christmas Chronicles from Netflix. Dude, I actually I, thought that was that a was, good movie. That, I, that was, was really fun. good. Like that, that was one. really good. Was, yeah. yeah. Have you yeah. have you guys seen the Capital One commercial with John Travolta as Santa? Yes. No. We I'm we not. listen, Sean. You need to look that up on YouTube. <laughs> okay. We need a movie with John Travolta as Santa because that Santa. Oh yeah. Like, I feel like if if they did like. A multiverse of Santas, and you had like Kurt Russell Santa and his Santa together. It'd be unstoppable. Because <laughs> the, the the Christmas Chronicles was really good. Yeah, that yeah, was, no, that was um, that was really fun. Yeah. Did you guys like the 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 sequel to it? Yeah, I did. yeah, I thought it was really fun. Um, yeah, I just I like I like Kurt Russell's version of Santa. It's different. Yeah, it's and, uh, it's 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 yeah, it's very good. It's like a much cooler version it, of Santa. It's different for sure. So, like, you know, we always contend, like, um, are some movies like Batman Returns or, 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 right. or Die Hard is it a Christmas movie? There mm-hmm. is a movie with Santa in it that isn't a Christmas movie. And it's one of my favorite movies. What, what movie? It's an animated movie. It's called Rise of the Guardians. Okay. Um, oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It, it's so good. And I, I can't remember now who does the voice of Santa. And it's a Russian Santa. Oh, jeez. Oh, geez. And he's <laughs> I'm big burly Santa. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like this is amazing. Mm. That just well, sounds that's, amazing. That's like, uh, I, I have, uh, I have an Ivan Drago t-shirt that I wear and I tell my wife that's my Christmas t-shirt. Cause nice. Rocky four is a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they fight on Christmas Eve. I, I mean, you can't yeah. get much more Christmas than that. Um, I am, I am a ridiculous doctor who nerd. Like I love, oh, yes, yes. Thank you. Yes. Love the show. Dr. Who. Like, All right. I have to admit some of the Christmas specials are pushing whether or not they're Christmas specials. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. Um, and, and so like, I'm really looking forward because on Christmas day, they're going to have a new Christmas special. Yep. But I have a feeling it's not going to be a Christmas special. It's just going to be happened to be airing on Christmas. Right. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. It's very much possible. I mean, it, the previews looked like there was in a festive, you know, themed way. I hope. I hope. I hope. All right. Without All right. going too far off topic, because I don't want to go off on tangents. No, but no. You know. But but because we we're here and one. because I found somebody right. who's as much into it as I am. What are your initial thoughts on the new doctor? I'm all, I'm all about it. Okay, cool. All right. Um, were you were, okay? Let me ask you this then, because apparently this caused a lot of controversy. You, you watched the specials, right? Yes. What were your thoughts spoiler on alerts, the, spoiler alerts? Spoilers. Anybody spoilers. Sorry. Yeah. We'll try to give my non-spoilery review. Well, well, no, it's just a simple question. What What are your thoughts on the bi generation? Um, that was a huge uh, Doctor Who debate about why this is happening. But I thought when I watched it, it was really freaking cool and different. And the way they ended David's story for me was perfect. So, yes, to all of that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's you're in this con- construct of a, of a show that you have to like develop some new mythos for, right? I think Russell sure. T Davies, who's the showrunner, it, yeah, he is. Who now has bought the rights to distribute Doctor Who? Yeah, um, he is going like, all right, I have to do something different with the show and set it on a different kind of playing 
playing field and path now. Right. And so I think like what some of the things we don't know yet as fans is then what happens next. Yeah. And and the mm-hmm. big thing that it, that sort of ends the specials with the new with the new doctor is he is like a uh, so one of the lines he says because now with this by generation the doctors both sort of exist now. Sort of. Yeah. Right. Um, and so David Tennant is is uh, David Tennant's doctors on Earth. Shudi Gatwa is now uh, traveling time and space. Right. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things he says to David Tennant is, "We're time lords, so we've also done um, rehab out of sequence." Right. Uh, so he's the fifteenth Doctor who's healed and recovered and has gone through the dealing with all the trauma he's had. Yeah. While the fourteenth Doctor, David Tennant, is still dealing with it and yeah. trying mm-hmm. to recover from it. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. which I don't think like we've seen the outcome of what that means and all that. Sure. The, yeah. The thing that I am most challenged by, though, with it is in commentary on the sh- on the actual episode, Russell T. Davies has said, oh, it wasn't just this regeneration that did a by generation. All of the doctors now through all of space and time have now by generated. Right. And it's like, Whoa. Whoa. yeah. <laughs> and, and what does that mean? What other impacts could that lead to? Um, and, and not that, and this isn't a, they've put out like little screen caps of like, um, Hey, look at this one, one of the older doctors and one of the companions and the TARDIS together in the new TARDIS together. And it's like, why do you have, why? Yeah. yeah, why would this random yeah. doctor be on your set? Right. <laughs> so I'm waiting to see like, what, are, yeah, like, what I'm, is the outcome of this? Yeah. I'm excited to see the new stuff. I'm just, I've been, uh, Doctor Who is like my, like my, 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 my second love to wrestling is Doctor Who. <laughs> Like right, wrestling is so, like my number one, but then Doctor so, Who's like. So here's Doctor a so Who. here's a question for everybody. All right, who's the best Doctor? David oh, Tennant. see, I was just having this talk the other day. Yep. With my friends, and I'm and I'm so torn. You because, you and because, I have never you and I have never talked about Doctor Who, and I am as big a Doctor Who. Nerd I, as you I are. didn't know. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know. Um, he's about three. Oh, you have the screwdriver. Oh, sonic nice. Love Mine's it. somewhere. Mine's gone somewhere. Mine, yeah. my, nice. You have all of them or most oh, of them. <laughs> I love that. Yes. So for those all of the screwdrivers. Stamper Claus is just pulling out <laughs> sonic screwdriver. Just screwdrivers. Nice. Oh, Dalek. Nice. Nice. That was a Dalek Funko Pop. I have a uh, Matt Smith. I have a <laughs> Funko Tardis. Awesome. I have a Matt Smith Mr. Potato Head. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, this this guy is. Dude, he has all of them. Who. He literally has oh, all yeah. of them. Um, I have a but it's a little buried over there. So, but so I can't choose. I'm torn between Matt, David, and Peter. Because mm. because I'm sorry, I don't because I don't because after Matt, mm. I didn't. Matt was Peter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After after Matt, you know, because I because I yeah. loved Matt, and I loved the whole story with Clara. That I think she's she's one of my my favorite modern day companions. Mm-hmm. Um. I didn't know how they were going to keep up with Matt or, you know, with Peter being 13th sure. with Clara. And when they started doing it, you know, the first episode I was like, okay, all right, I'm on the fence. But as soon as they yeah. started really, you know, um, going through it, I'm like, okay, I, I actually like this dynamic of like, this actor is kind of reset to where he's kind of trying to, re- to remember everything and he can't. And Clara's there to help him out. Yeah. But also mm-hmm. he's also the doctor. I don't know. I just, I just love that. I love the more harder edged, of the doctor, right? He was like he wasn't as emotional or as like carefree as yeah. say mm-hmm. Matt or David. It took yeah. me a long time to get into Peter. I, I, I Peter. was not a fan right off the bat. It took me a long time to get into him. I I didn't like a lot of the writing during. I don't know. I felt like 
I, I love David Tennant's stuff so much yeah. that mm-hmm. I felt like when Matt Smith got there, though there were some good stories that I felt like it took a, it took like that moment of transition for the writing, right. like sort of catch up to Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing happened when we got um, Peter Capaldi. I was like, right. this writing does not this. This was written for other doctors. This right. I mean, there were even yeah. there was even one episode where I was like, this was written for David Tennant. Like just yeah. the, the way it was being delivered. <laughs> and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And. You, and and Clara, I felt like I never, I'm going to say never, the vibe for me never fit fully with Clara and Peter. Right. Um, and so when Clara left and he forgets Clara, I thought then you got a better, a better Peter Capaldi doctor. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I thought um, um, Judy Whitt- Jody Whitaker was excellent as the doctor. Yeah. And some of the worst written Doctor Who <laughs> since, since Colin Baker. Like, right. <laughs> like, um, I was very disappointed with Jodie Whittaker as the doctor only because, and I've, I've seen her in a lot of other things, and I right. think she is a tremendous actress. I just didn't ever feel like she fit in the role of the doctor. It just, to me, it didn't feel right. That right. it, it n- not for any other reason than she just it it seemed like a character that was meant to play the doctor but was never meant to be the doctor at least for me um i got gotcha. you gotcha. but i i for me david tennant there's there's nobody touching him <laughs> um i will say that uh it, if i give anybody second place it it would be matt smith but yeah. not necessarily just because of matt smith i think amy pond is yeah that's the whole story the best Mm -hmm. i think amy pond is easily the best companion for me i think she's the best companion and i think her dynamic with matt smith Mm -hmm. and just the way all that went down right um for me i think that makes because honestly i think matt smith is probably the most um sympathetic doctor yeah like i i can I can feel what he's feeling. Yeah. Not that I can't with David Tennant because he's had some moments too. But, oh, yeah. you know, with, with, with losing Amy Pond and just, yeah, there are moments in Matt Smith's arc where you just, you, you feel, you feel his pain in a way that I don't think you do with other doctors. I think my so favorite puts fun fact about Matt Smith and Amy Pond um, or that, that doctor and Ralph, you may or may not know this, mm-hmm. but when they were filming Matt's, um, regeneration scene mm-hmm. that uh, that show with Clara, you know the scene where Matt takes off his quaff and finds the key. Mm-hmm. That in in that same uh, episode, you see Amy come back at the end to say bye. Yeah, Amy at the time was filming Guardians of the Galaxy, so she was oh. also wearing a wig. So they were both oh, bald wow. in <laughs> that scene. Yeah, because they were both doing movies where they That's had their crazy. heads shaved. So Amy has a wig and Matt had a wig for that for that show. <laughs> all yeah. right. So um yeah, all right. So we, we've gotten off on the tangent on Doctor Who, but I will I will say uh uh Phil, you are you are invited back anytime, anytime to discuss you Doctor Who with us. Um we, we need to do like a Doctor Who episode. A whole who spe- um, yeah, a whole who special. So ridiculously for it. Awesome. All right. So before we wrap things up here with you, let's uh let's hop in and talk about some upcoming events. All right.
right. So, What's going on? I'm still jamming yeah. out to music. I'm just dude. We say that every episode is that is that for you know for those listening, and I'm sure at this point it's ad nauseum. But every time, yes. every time our videos play, even if we're not on live and we just go in here to watch it, we'll watch it, dance to it, and oh, then yeah. leave. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll we'll hop on, we'll watch a video, dance to it, and just go about yeah, our just business. Peace out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. So what do you got uh, coming up? Yeah, um, what do, what do you got coming up? So um you can check me out with Wrestling Revolver uh, sorry, good tongue tied. Wrestling Blah. Revolver returns Thursday, January twenty fifth to uh Dayton, Ohio. Um awesome. then uh February uh third and fourth is MCW Pro Wrestling um featuring uh Matt Riddle. Nice. Um, we will also have a fan jam um that weekend as well. So you'll be able to come out and see um uh Dolph Ziggler. Uh, nice. Uh I feel like we're just announcing like everybody. So like by the time <laughs> all this, like yeah, there's more to come. So, yeah, right. More to be announced. That's, that's gonna be a huge show. Uh, yeah, it when, sounds like when an MCW awesome show. when MCW does shows like that, they are always big. They are always absolutely uh, you know a good time. You guys mm-hmm. get you guys get the names. And and that weekend's gonna be so great because uh, on the third, which is the Saturday, um, we're at, we're in Hollywood, Maryland, which is thirty minutes from my house. It's like nice. the closest place. Close by. There you go. Oh, there you go. Great. <laughs> um, and and it's become the second home for for MCW because that's a venue that's also drawing eight hundred to a thousand people. Right. Um, and then we go the next day back up to Joppa, which is Joppa, Maryland, which is their home. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know like we're gonna get us another solid crowd of like eight hundred to a thousand people up yeah. there. So right. Um, really looking forward to it and then on february 17th and i know i feel like i'm forgetting stuff in between but february 17th, <laughs> um, it, uh revolver returns to uh grand prairie texas just south of dallas um we just announced um the the main event it's gonna be leo rush versus chris bay oh um, man that sounds awesome uh, monster sauce so that's alex zane and alex arch uh, not alex archer uh lance archer um <laughs> versus gyv wow um, stacked that's you got some stacked cards yeah, going uh, monster is gonna be there like so yes we're, we're like him. yeah it's gonna be absolutely insane so looking crazy for the next couple of months that's awesome yeah. you got a lot of uh you got a lot, lot of really stuff cool going stuff on. coming up yeah all right so of course um you know people can follow you uh on uh on socials got the link there right we go there. <laughs> well, i don't know why i the microphone like it trust, was actually here <laughs> trust in phil uh um, trust in phil yeah so we've got a we've got a couple shows coming up we got um, a bunch of stuff lined up shall we so, uh roll out the carpet i'll, yeah, let's, I'll throw let's up some prompts and you can speak about it yeah let's, let's do go it. into the big one ralph what we got going on for next year and on i'll wait to post the graphic until you say the name so for New Year's <laughs> Eve, we've got uh, a huge episode coming up. It is our spectacular, uh, great and devious New Year's Eve with the man himself, Ultramanus Black. Uh, so we are super excited for that one. Um, then we're going to continue rolling into January. Uh, we've got on January 7th, we've got Sydney Bacabella coming hey, oh, up. Big one. Oh, Phil Stamper is not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. That's <laughs> correct. All right. So on the 14th, we've got Pancakes and Abby Jane mm-hmm. joining us. The happy couple. They just got engaged. Yeah, yes, they got engaged. They did. They the did. The newly engaged couple. Uh, <laughs> following them the following week on the uh, 21st, we've got the outfielders, uh, Weber Hatfield and Shay McCoy. So and we're then about that. I won't be here for this one, but I think it's going to be a freaking riot. 
Um, I can't wait to yes, watch it back when I get back from the cruise, but... Uh, Sean will be on the Jericho Cruise, so joining me. Uh, Sir William Avery Esquire, the esteemed Sir William Avery Esquire, who uh, who joined us uh, last week, and he will be uh, my special guest co-host for that episode. Uh, so we will be uh, talking to him that week. That'll be a lot of fun. What else we got, Sean? We got Moving my February. One of my closest friends. He's in the Monster Factory. He's uh, the Italian Tank. Making his podcast debut. Can't wait to see him. And then another person I met on the cruise. I can't wait to have her on. Selena Hakate. Shout out to her. Shout out to Johnny Pierce, The Cold Hard Truth. Watch that episode 19. Yep. You haven't watched it already. Then I can't wait for this episode because it's going to be fun and silly and just who knows. The Mm -hmm. Three Faces of Oliver. We're going to meet not one, not two, but three different characters. Of the same name, yeah. Um, and then 18th. I think a big one for us, probably one, of, probably one of our bigger ones to close out our schedule so far, is one Shaza McKenzie. Yep, episode forty three on the twenty fifth. So we have a so. lot of stuff going on. Uh, I don't know what happened to you, but you're back. He's back. (laughs) The screen went totally black. And for a while, like we were all still talking. I'm like, okay, this is fine. Everything's fine. And then it all just. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, of course, we want to thank all our fans for uh, tuning in again this week, uh, joining us here on uh, Christmas Eve or be it Christmas Day, joining us on the podcast. Yes. We want to. Thank everybody for spending some Christmas time with us. And mm-hmm. of course, we have to thank our very special guest who uh, graciously joined us this week uh, <laughs> to celebrate the Christmas holiday with us. And that yes. is our good friend, Stamper Claus himself. It is the <laughs> president of professional wrestling, <laughs> Phil Stamper. Uh, you can find him on social media at uh, Trust in Phil. And uh, it's. <laughs> It's been fantastic talking to you. It's been great having you on. It's been a lot and, of fun. Uh, a lot of fun. You are uh, you are always welcome here on Opinion City, and we will have <laughs> to get you back for our uh, our Doctor Who special. Right. Now Absolutely. that we all know what big Whovians we are. <laughs> all right, man. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you in a few minutes. Thank you for having me. All right. So, Sean, Ow. another uh, another episode in the books. Uh, another another fun. Another Another fun episode. Yeah, fun these, these things tend to go off in all different directions, <laughs> but it's always such a good time when they do. Listen, um, if, if, if you can't have fun going on some sort of tangent, you know, yep. like Absolutely. our brains can only go so far. <laughs> yeah. So again, uh, thanks for joining us. Merry Christmas to everybody out yes, there. Yes, Merry Christmas. Um, we hope to see you next week. Hope for you get every our... gift that you ever wanted and then some. Yes. We hope Eat to see you uh, on all New the Year's candy Eve canes. here with us. Yes, get all Despite the candy what canes, Phil says. all the eggnog. <laughs> um, you know, watch the uh, watch the Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, that's, watch the real, the Char- that's the real special. <laughs> that's the true uh, one. Right that's, that's the true special. That's right. Um, but yeah, it's it's been another great episode. Of course, uh, again, thanks to everybody. Um, you can reach out to us at uh, opinioncitypod at gmail mm-hmm. If you're looking to be a guest, if you're looking to uh, share your opinion with us, please yes. do that. Let us know uh, you what your thoughts us. are. Yes. Follow us on all the socials. Follow Ralph at Real Ralph 316 Follow me at Parma Cheezle. You already know the spelling. I already told you a while ago. I'm not <laughs> saying it again. Um, tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your colleagues. Tell a stranger off of the street. 
Listen, when you Whoever. see somebody, when you see somebody <laughs> with one of those bells in the red kettles yeah. for the Salvation Army, <laughs> Let them give, them, give them Let a them donation, them but also know. tell them about Opinion City. Uh, so you can you can find us at Opinion City Pod. You can check out everything we do at Ben Frank Connect. You can check out everything that uh, ABJ our yes uh, follow partner, ABJ, ABJ follow our good buddy at Ben uh, Frank Connect. Out, yes, you can find out everything he's doing there and all this uh, stuff. guys. It's been a it's been a merry Christmas hanging out with you guys and uh, again, thanks for joining us. Yes, and we will see you next time. Mm-hmm. This is Ultimo Ann here. You're listening to Opinion City Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Happy